So then he proceeded to tell me he's recently on disability, he's totally blind in his left eye. And I'm thinking, why is he sharing such personal information you know, with me? I just met him. This is the plaintiff, Barbara McCabe. She says the defendant mistakenly plowed her driveway and proceeded to crash into her garage door, damaging it. He's a nice enough guy, but did a bad thing. He needs to pay for it. And she's suing for the $1,271.26 he owes. This is the defendant, Richard Pudelka. He says his neighbor asked him to plow the plaintiff's driveway because she was older and he thought he'd do a good deed because almost two feet of snow had fallen. Now he's being blamed for dinging up her garage door. He categorically denies causing this damage and refuses to pay for something he did not do. He's accused of a snow job. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. McCabe, you're suing Mr. Pudelka, your neighbor, for $1,271.26, the cost to fix your garage door, which you say he damaged. Tell me what happened. So on February 1st, I'm sitting at my, um, my kitchen. I telecommute. I work from home. And um, all of a sudden, I hear a loud bang and the house rattled. So I just assumed the noise and the rattling was from the house that they're building next door to me. About five minutes later, my bell rings and Mr. Podelka introduces himself as a neighbor who lives a couple doors down and said, I hear you're a single woman. You live here by yourself. And I plowed your driveway. He then proceeds to Wait, tell what me, did you say when he said that? I just kind of said, oh, Oh, I know what I said was that explains the loud bang I heard and the rattling to the house. So then he proceeded to tell me he's recently on disability. He's totally blind in his left eye. And I'm thinking, why is he sharing such personal information you know, with me? I just met him. And that, at that point, he says, oh, by the way, I dinged your door. So I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll take a look at it later. So about a half hour later, I went outside and it was why didn't, more than I'm, so, I'm kind of curious. Why didn't you just walk out and take a look at it right then? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just said I'll look at it. About a half hour later, I put my boots on, my coat, and I went outside to look at it. And um, as I stated, it was much more than a ding. Um, so came back in the house. I immediately texted him and said, you, you caused quite a bit of damage to my door, and it's not a ding like you said it was. Do um, you have that text? I do. Did you submit it into evidence? No, the texts were not submitted into evidence. Do you evidence. have them in your I phone? Do I do. While you're looking for the... the okay, great. You look for the text, and let me hear from Mr. Pudelka. Mr. Pudelka, what happened? Well, my neighbor, Tim, next door... 
he was outside snow, snow blowing his driveway and knowing I just bought an, a plow truck. And he asked me if I can go do our neighbor a favor because she was having problems. What's having problems? First, you say she was older. That's what you say in your complaint. And she looks younger well, than, than you and I, so I'm not sure what um, the, what the deal is. So he said she's having problems. Can you go plow someone else's? So did you knock on her door and tell her, hey, would you like me to plow your, you, I mean, or did you just go plow it? I plowed it as a favor for my neighbor. Right, but if he doesn't own the property. She does. So did you knock on her door and say, would you like me to plow it? Or No, I did not. Okay. And... Um, are you new to plowing? You said you just got a plow truck. Yes, I am new to plowing. Okay, so what ha- what happens? So I plowed her driveway for doing a good deed for a neighbor, and I came home, I parked the vehicle, and I went back over there, I'd say probably about a half an hour later after I warmed up, and introduced myself, let her know I, I plowed her driveway, and I, and I told her, I know you're newer to the neighborhood and I'm trying to get a little bit of business because I'm out of work and on disability. And I asked her if she would like me to plow it on further dates. Had, did you, are, did. Do you, are you also having vision problems in one eye? In one eye, I lost part of my vision. I'm sorry to hear part that. Of my left. So, Thank you. Uh, so when she testifies that you had those discussions with her, they're true because how else would she know them? And then, but she also says that you then explained that you had dinged her garage. I did not tell her I dinged her garage. Okay. So she's making that part up. She's either making it up or it's truthful. It's one or the other. There's no, like, a little bit pregnant here. Either she's making it up or she's not making it up. Did you ever say to her the words, I accidentally hit your garage? No, I did not. Okay. Now, Ms. McCabe, you said that you were going to look for the text that you didn't send us in evidence. Did you- I have it, Your Honor. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is hold it up and bring it closer, closer, stay right there. Don't move. Ooh, I am very sorry for it. Let me know how much it is. Thanks. Feel bad it happened. Wish, don't move. Sorry. It was not dead center where it's very noticeable. Maybe they can fix the dent without replacing the panel. Going to reach out to Builder for name of company who installed the garage door. We'll let you know. Thanks. His response, and I'm very sorry. Okay, let me know. Well, that's interesting. So did you send those texts? I sent texts, yes. So why would you be saying I am very sorry for it? Let me know how much it is. If you hadn't, in fact, admitted that you were the one who hit her garage. I never told her I hit her garage. So why are you saying, I am very sorry for it, let me know how much it is? What did you mean when you said the words, I am very sorry for it, let me know how much it is, and I'm very sorry, okay, let me know. What were you referring to? That I I dinged up her, her lawn because one of my pins fell out of the plow truck, and I do have proof of that. Your so Honor. when she says... Thanks. Feel bad it happened. Wish it were not dead center where it's noticeable. Maybe they can fix the dent without moving the panel. We're talking about lawn? No. No, I told I told her I dinged up her lawn because I didn't. Honest to God. Come on. That's not referring to lawn. This is your text to her. You can put the, that thing down now. 
The repair estimate that you got was for $1,271.26. Did you ever show that to him, Ms. McCabe? Yes, I sent it. To, he, he requested it, in it, and I sent it to him in a text. And what did he say? Um, at that, he responded, I'm going to have my brother fix it. And then I said, is your brother in the business of fixing garage doors? And he never responded to that question. And that's that? Yeah. And then I would follow up. I asked, would he like to go through his car insurance since it was an automobile that caused the damage? Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't Mm -hmm. respond. I followed up asking for his address, his insurance information. Um, Never responded. Okay. Mr. Padelka. Yes. Would you like to respond now? I am responding. How are you responding? Mr. Padelka, you bold face, raised your hand to God, swore to tell the truth, and told me you never hit her garage door. And then I have you on her text, admitting and apologizing. So how is it that you would like to respond today? Then you tell me, oh, I was referring to the lawn when she clearly said, oh, hopefully we can fix a dent without having to remove the whole panel. So we're not talking about lawn. It's very clear well, that you are admitting to having hit her garage door. I don't understand. If you look at my pictures, Your Honor, nothing lines up of hitting her garage. The trailer hitch is under the bumper. The plow is would have left more damage or pushed in the garage. Really? Door. Now you're an expert on plow damage? You're not even an expert on plowing. No, I am not an expert. Right. So how are you an expert on plow damage? I mean, you I'm clearly not- said to her that you'd done it, just like she says you said. You clearly did, because you're in the text apologizing for it. So she didn't make up that you confessed. On top of the fact that you hit her garage door, you have to come in and try to make her look like a liar? Pay the lady mm-hmm. $1,271.26 verdict for the plaintiff. Mr. Perdelka, the defendant, let me uh, let me talk to you for a moment. <laughs> How do you feel Mr. right now? I feel that the case wasn't tried right. Well, she's going she by your own word. You apologized. You apologized to her. Yes, I did. I I know I didn't hit the door because there would have been more damage than there was. But what will you apologize? You said you were apologizing for the grass. Yes, Is that right. Because I know I know I didn't know her driveway, and when I was plowing, yep. I dinged yep. up her yard a little bit. But she wasn't complaining about that. She didn't say anything no, about your yard. It was the garage. <laughs> yes, I understand. You can be more careful about voluntarily plowing somebody's uh, driveway from now on? It won't happen again. Won't do a favor for Never anybody again? on that. You won't. Nope. That's it. You won't do a favor for anybody. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Ms. McCabe? Uh, do you feel sorry for, for, for the defendant in some ways? I mean, he, he was trying to be a nice guy, you know? Um, in the beginning, but no, because it didn't even come up. My house was egged. I only lived here five months. I don't know anybody. Coincidentally, I'm having an issue with him, and my house is egged. No other house in the neighborhood in the dead of winter. So, no, I don't feel sorry for him. He's ripping off uh, the state. And he's a liar on top of it. Do, do you think he's egging your house? Well, the, the, the poli- you know, I reported it. Uh, the police felt it was very much a coincidence, but there was no proof. 
which I feel no, he was trying. It is it was a coincidence. Trying to intimidate. It, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Coincidence. All right. Well, bottom line, you won the case. I assume you're pleased with that, right? I'm very pleased with that. Thank you. Okay, Harvey. So, Doug, the text messages in this case made all the difference. And this is so important, and it's easy to do. If you're in a dispute with somebody, especially if they owe you money, um, text them or email them and kind of, if you will, bait them to acknowledge it. You could say, look, I know that you owe me money and you've got a month to pay and I'll be reasonable about it. And as long as they send something back kind of acknowledging it, it can make all the difference in the world. What was the first thing you noticed about each other on the day you met? Your eyes. You know, they say what the eyes are the window to the soul. Could see inside of them a little bit and I liked what I saw. And uh, once I started talking to you, well, um, I didn't get to say much because you're the talker. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I just kind of listened Let, and nodded politely. politely. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that. I, I would say that's pretty much it. Um, you were clueless that I was standing there and I hit the fellow next to me and said, introduce me to your friend. And the fellow next to me happens to be the mayor of Miami Beach now, right. who's an old friend of ours. And I, and I hit him and I hit him again. Danny, Danny. Danny, what? Introduce me to your friend. Watching, I'm a better basketball player than you. (laughs) And and then he said, "John Marilyn, Marilyn John," and walked off. And um, I think your height—I was just like, because I—you felt so much taller, bigger, and you. um, Let's face it, you're not uh, hard on the eyes, so that was probably the first thing I noticed. Say that to all the boys. No, just the ones I married. This is the plaintiff, Michael Mariano. He says he's been providing weekly lawn maintenance to the defendant's house for two years. She stopped paying him, and he's owed for a year's worth of work. He's been in business for 25 years, has never had to sue someone for payment before, but is doing it now for the $1,658.03 he says he's owed. This is the defendant, Elaine Thiel. She says she never authorized the plaintiff to do the work he's suing for because she was unhappy with it. She has no idea why this guy's suing her, but she owes nothing and will prove it today in this court. She's accused of being a real pain in the grass. All parties, please use your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Mariano and your landscaping business, you are suing one of your former clients for $1,658.03 that you say she owes you and hasn't paid you. Talk to me. Tell me what happened. Um, Mr. Steele was a customer of mine for two years, uh, 218 to 219. Uh, The year of 218, I never had a problem getting paid from her. We started up the year of 219, and we did a spring cleanup for her on the day of March 28th. Okay. And then we went along the next month. We only had one cut in the month of April and four cuts in the month of May. Okay. She had paid she had paid the uh, the April and May bill okay. in six seven nineteen. Did not pay the spring cleanup for one seventy. Okay. So why do you go back in July if she still owes you one hundred and seventy since March? I wasn't aware of that yet. I, I tell my bookkeeper, give me. I usually give my people. Sometimes they are a month or two behind. So you do June and you're not paid 
and you do July and you're still not paid. And you do additional maintenance in September, you're not paid. You do leaf cleanup in October, you're not paid. Just how many months does a customer get to not pay you before you guys realize it and stop working for free? She, well, she, she kept telling me that she's waiting for her accountant to, she has three different accounts. I've been working with the lady for a year. She was, she's very good. We had a good relationship. She had to wait for her accountant to say what uh, account to release the phones from. She has three different bank accounts. Okay, said. but typically you she understand says, this all sounds fishy because, Mr. Mariano, nobody in their right mind works for a year without getting paid. And you're telling me that you worked from March to October without getting paid. That is a long she, time she to work asking. without getting paid and not notice that you haven't been paid. Let me hear from you, Ms. Th- Ms. Thiel. What is your defense to this? He says you owe him $1,658.03. The last thing that Mr. Mariano did for me was a cleanup in March of 2019. He was paid in cash. If you look through the emails, it explains everything there. I had received an email from Mr. Mariano, and you have the copies of the email. Hold on one second. Then, If you are willing to pay by cash or Venmo, you can save tax. Please let me know. You say that definitely works for me. I appreciate the offer. I do not currently use Venmo, but maybe my kids can show me how to use it. Cash works. I can give it to you or your son in an envelope if that works for you. I just do not want anyone to get in trouble. I will do it that way unless you tell me otherwise. Okay, but where is the proof that you paid it? I was giving him cash every month in an envelope. Okay, when you, do, when you give cash, did you get a receipt back? No, never had a problem with it. Well, now, you have a problem now, right? You don't pay cash <laughs> with the left hand unless the right hand is getting a receipt. So if you're paying cash, uh, when you're saying I paid him cash all the time, what is it you're saying? Are you saying you paid for July and June and the mulch job in July of 2019 and the August 2019? Mm -hmm. Are you saying you paid all those in cash or are you saying he didn't do them? He didn't do them. Okay. He didn't do them. So and I have this. Which of the things that you're being sued for do you claim you paid in cash? Just the March spring cleanup? Correct. Okay. That's the last so, thing. But you that don't he have any proof of having paid it in cash? No, but he knows that I did. Oh, watch this. Did he, he did she pay the March spring cleanup in cash? She didn't pay me anything in cash. Okay. See, now where do we go? That's why you don't pay cash. Now, you, she does point out that on May 3rd, you're asking for her to pay in cash. So tell me how you do say that she paid April and May. So um, the cuts in April and the cuts in May, how were they paid she if paid not check, in cash? She paid a check that came in. She paid a check that came in on June, June 7th of 2019. Do you happen to have a copy of the check? No, I don't. Okay. Did you pay by check in June? No, he wasn't working for me. If you also- So do you have a copy of the check that she paid you or no? You don't keep copies, Mr. Mariano. No, I don't keep copies. Okay. So now, according to you, his last work was in that May spring cleanup and you paid him in cash. You can't prove you paid him. He says you didn't. But you are going to prove to me now that he never did any more work for you and he's just a complete liar. How are you going to prove that to me? I have copies of the invoices from landscaping. Okay. So, ma'am, is this the receipt you're referring to? Yes, it is. All right. She's showing me evidence that in 2019, someone else was cutting her lawn. Well, what you see this, Mr. Mariano, if someone else is cutting her I lawn, see it's, it's, that's, 
Yeah. That's to me. That's a phony receipt. Okay, so she says yours are phony and you say hers are phony. She is showing me a very legitimate defense. She's showing me that she do you have the payments that you actually paid, like canceled checks? No, I paid him cash. Okay. All right. And so now let's take a look at something. Did you ever tell him stop coming to my house? Yes. Verbally. 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 Did you ever do it in writing? Um, There is an email telling him that I was looking for somebody else as I was unhappy with his work. I never knew that when they were going to be here, he didn't show up. I had no proof. Well, that here he is an here. email that she sent to you sent to him. I received your call telling me you don't want me to do spring cleanup after I did one. You owe me the money. And that is that all you do is complain and you are never home when we are there. Just pay me my money. Good luck finding someone to put up with you. You really should pay me for the whole season. I can pick up the money tomorrow afternoon. You can leave it in the mailbox. If you do not pay me, I will take you to court. That's an email you sent her on April 3rd of 2019. And she writes back. And what email is that coming from? I don't recall that. You don't recall it? I'll say you don't recall it or you wouldn't be testifying the way you are here today. And we wouldn't have a lawsuit if you recalled it. Take a good look at that. That's dated April 3rd. She says to you, do not threaten me. I have hired someone else. I will be home tomorrow after four. Just call with a time and I will leave your envelope out for you. I am not paying you for the whole season. That is completely ridiculous. I told you I was not happy and was looking for someone else. As I have said before, that this just does not work. I wish you and your company the best. Well, tell me, Mr. Mariano, I'm supposed to believe that after that, what, all was forgiven? And so while she's paying the other company that she says in that email she was going to hire, you were also doing that? Yeah. Yeah. But that is your email, right? At yahoo.com. That's your email, right? That's one of my emails. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look at that. That sounds like you, though. All you do is complain good luck getting someone to put up with you? No. (laughs) No? I didn't write that email. All right. Well, based on uh, the emails. But uh, the thing is, can I say one more thing? No, you cannot. Based on the emails. Based on the fact that they are, these are two-year-old receipts, based on the fact that, according to you, you worked for free for virtually all of 2019, which I find to be slightly unbelievable, based on the fact that you tell me I've never received cash from her, but I know you're willing to take cash because you were willing to cash app as opposed to getting checks and charging tax or whatever it was, based on the fact that she hired someone else who we know was billing her for doing I am not going to look at all those things and say, you have proven your case. I find that you haven't, and I I am ruling in favor of the defendant in this case. So it's a tough lesson for the plaintiff in this case. Mr. Mariano does not prevail. Uh, uh, Mr. Mariano, let me ask you, what are you thinking about the outcome of the case? Those those uh, bills that she got from some landscapers, they're funny because I did all the work for her. And I don't recall. You have no that. proof, though. You know, that's your that's your problem. You don't have any proof. You don't have canceled checks. You just you live and learn, I guess. No live way to learn. convince the judge. T- tough lesson. I'm sorry for you, but that's that's the outcome. That's live and learn is right. Ms. Teal, how do you feel right now? <laughs> I'm sure you feel a lot I, relieved. Am I right? I, I am relieved that this is over. It has been long. It has been tiring. I have been bullied, harassed, and it just needs to end. And I wish him and his company the very best. It just did not work. Have you learned anything about paying companies in cash? Yeah, I learned not to do that anymore. I definitely have learned yeah, not to a, do that anymore. 
Yeah, well, if you learn that, you've learned a very good lesson here on the People's Court. And I appreciate good, it. Good for you. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. Harvey? Doug, this is interesting because uh, the plaintiff is saying, look, I didn't get paid for seven months. The judge isn't buying it because why would he keep doing the work if the defendant isn't paying? This is why it's so important if you're doing work for somebody and they stop paying. You may want to continue doing the work, and if you do, that's okay. But document the fact that you didn't get paid. What did you think of the Saturday Night Live parody of People's Court and of the actress who played you? Oh, I was... That was really exciting. I mean, we weren't watching it that night. Of all, That was like one night we weren't watching it, but mm -hmm. in the morning I got all these texts from all of our kids' friends. And, um, and it was great. She was great. I mean, the idea that Cecily Strong, who's right. an, a, a comedian that I've you know laughed at and with for all that time that she would study me was like really exciting. No, she it was is awesome. an amazing she really impressionist. Is. She is a she good impressionist. She can do a million different people, but yeah. she had you so nailed right down to your mannerisms, to the way you waved exasperatingly throw your hands around, your head, the way you moved your head, yeah, every really little good. detail. Right? <laughs> These are the plaintiffs, Michael and Melissa Cummings. Michael says he and the defendant are friends, and friend or no friend, he owes him money and won't pay. He has no other choice but to sue in court, so that's just what he's doing today for the $1,000 he's owed. This is the defendant, Scott Braskell. He says he rented a room in the plaintiff's house. The guy's trying to sue him for rent after he moved out, and he's right. Friend or no friend, he's not paying for something he doesn't owe. He's accused of defending a friend. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Cummings, you are suing your uh, friend or former friend, I guess, Scott Breskel, who was a tenant in your home for February and March rent. Tell me what is going on. Yes. Um, so he moved with us, moved in with us at about in October. Um, 2020? And then, yes, yes. Okay. So are, are you a renter where you're at? Yes, we're. So, yes. Okay, so at the time. And then you were subletting to him? Correct. Okay. And how had you two known each other? Uh, through the gym he manages. I met him through there. Okay. And how long had you known each other? Oh, geez. Uh, three years, four years? Yeah, like around three years. And who else is living in the apartment? The two of you, him and anybody else? Children, anybody? And our kids. How old yes, are your kids? Uh, 11, 10, and at the time, three. And were they all full-time there? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he was renting out his own room, and you were sharing... Uh, were you sharing the kitchen and stuff like that? And the yes. common areas? Yeah. All right. And so it worked out fine from October until February. What happened in February, Mr. Cummings? So I had asked him. Um, it was probably about the, maybe the second or third I asked him, hey, he's going to he be able to get me the, your side of the rent, your portion of the rent. How much was he paying? And uh, 500 a month. And how much were you paying? Uh, I was paying 12 1250. And then so that 500 went towards the 1250? Correct, yes. Okay. And then so, utilities and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Else. So uh so you asked him, "Hey, when are you going to have your rent?" And what did he say? Um I think I believe some of that's in the text messages. Um it was kind of like, "Yeah, I'll pay you" type of thing, and then I believe it was like I want to say it was a third or fourth I had asked him on his way out. Um what just, "Hey, when are you going to 
when you get the chance, when you're going to pay your portion, he's kind of walking out, grumbling under his breath. Um, and then I believe that's the last time I heard from him. Okay, but uh, apparently you guys had had some kind of problem with Facebook. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, he had bashed us a little bit on Facebook. Um, he did not use our names, no. Um, and he did later on apologize for us. Um, to you. We but slobs. what was it that he had said on Facebook? Um, he basically said that we were like kind of like dirty people, that we always have dishes in the sink, that we have stains. Every time we cook, there's always stains on the stove. You know, we have three kids, so it's not going to be perfect. But, I mean, it wasn't like to the point where you can't walk in. I do the dishes when I can. You know, I just stove. And he was just calling us dirty, basically. And, just and who was he saying it to? Like, how did you see that? Because I have him on I'm friends with him on Facebook. I was friends with him. So basically, he was telling everybody on Facebook that he's... That, his land, that the people he lived with are slobs? That's what he said. What did he say exactly? Do you have the Facebook post or did he take it down? He took it down. Okay, so when you see that, do you call him Ms. Cummings or do you walk over and talk to him and say, what are you doing? Well, he wasn't home at the time. I was home. Um, and so I called my husband. And I told him what happened. And then... I guess my husband called him and I, told him about it. I texted him. You texted text. him. That I do have. So you end up texting yes, him. That one you do have. And you say to him, January 31st, he writes to you, Mike, going to work. I have been back and forth to California to help Ron and Jeff. I pull up in your driveway, fall asleep, tell you more tomorrow night. You say, okay. He says, I may have to move and be his caregiver. He has no one and we have been friends for 33 years now. It was not a pretty situation as well as taking care of Jeff. It is heel on me. I suppose he meant hell on me, but they are both alone. And you say, oh, boo, well, let me know what you're going to do. Do you think you're going to make it through March? He says, talk tomorrow, going to work. And the crazy both front tires went flat Friday. Coming back from California, 50 miles apart, $267, not been a fun week. Brandon... My cousin killed his wife on suicide watch, as well as his grandmother, my cousin Sherry. Goodness, what happened there, Mr. Breskel? Well, my cousin's a police officer in Toledo. He was shot dead. Who's on suicide watch? And why do you say his, his wife? wife? Oh, the wife is because on suicide he, watch. Well, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's just you didn't use punctuation, so I didn't understand. I thought the assailant was right. on suicide watch. I was watch. tired. All right. Gee, Scott, you can't catch a break. Checking into work, talk tomorrow, blah, blah, be safe. And then on February 2nd, we are having a conversation letter later. And that's because your wife had called you. That's blanked up to blast us on Facebook. If you have a problem, tell us. If you don't like it, leave. No one is forcing you to stay. So then you answer, I, Mr. Breskel, I did not mention your name. And Chad was just saying he felt bad he used my blank. You know I'm going through hell, just having a hard time with everything right now. Totally apologize. It's hard for me now. Again, I apologize. No one knows I live with you. They have no idea who I'm talking about. And you, Mr. Cummings, respond to him. I know you're having a hard time with things, but you are still directly blasting us. I don't like it, and I feel betrayed by a good friend. Please remove it and vent about something else. I accept your apology. I still love you, Scott, but take it down. It is off. Thank you. Then you sent a text him saying you'll have a place after March. Don't worry, you'll get the $500. But February 6th, and then the next text is February 5th. So, and February, I mean, April 5th, where you say, hey, do you have a timeline when we're going to get that month of rent from you? Not really, right? And then what happens, Mr. Cummings? 
Um, so I believe I sent that one in um, later on that week. I believe it was the 6th. I think it was mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, well, what I happened between in. the 2nd and the 6th? Did you see him? No. No, we didn't no. see him at all. We thought he was there. He did not tell us that he was leaving. He did not. He must have packed all his stuff overnight or when we were sleeping. Um, we thought he was just coming home late from work. He never returned the key. He just left up and left. He didn't tell so us. So how did you find out he was gone? Um, I went husband, into his room. Yeah. And what did you see when you went into his room, Mr. Cummings? Uh, nothing but our stuff sitting there. <laughs> okay. So did you, at any point in time, did you reach out to him and say, what's going on? You left without notice? I, I did, yes. Um, so I went in a week later because I was... Uh, we were both pretty mad, so I went in a week later, changed the locks in between that time, and then went uh, went to his uh, job and then to get the key um, and asked him, said, hey, um, let, me, let me get the key from you. Um, could I at least let us know you were leaving at the very least? And what did he say? Fly by night. He goes, yeah. He did say, yeah, um, with all the stuff going on. Um, that's kind of, kind of pretty much what he said. It was a pretty short conversation. Well, did he apologize? Um, like what? No, he did. Yes. All right. So let me hear from you, Mr. Breskall. What is going on? They want February rent because you were there in February. They also want March rent Um, and March rent would be why? Because he didn't give you a full 30 days notice. Yes. Okay. so let me hear from you, Mr. Breskall. No, I was only supposed to be there to the end of February. And they said I could stay an extra month if I wanted to. Was there anything in writing that said your month to month tenancy ended in February? No, we never had any contract, just verbal. Right. So if you have a verbal contract and you pay rent every month? I did. Okay. Were you there on February 1st? Um, I just started moving out that night. <laughs> but you were there on February 1st, right? Yeah. And why did you start moving out that night? I came home. I worked. They know I work 12 hours a day. And I came home when I really tired. And then I was going to take a shower and a bath. And I asked Mike, where's my towel? And he said, well, we had to wipe our son's pee up with it my hygieno towel and that's when I just felt like disrespected and that's when I decided to move out. Did you say anything to them that you wanted to move out? No. Did you say anything to them that you were moving out or did you just kind of do it behind their backs? Why? Just just left. Well, are you suggesting that you were moved, all moved out on February 1st so you don't have to pay February? Is that what you're trying to say, Mr. Breskel? All my clothes were moved out by, all, all my clothes were moved out by the 2nd. Okay. So why wouldn't you have to pay if you were there in February? I was. I didn't live there in February. I don't care whether you lived there. I care if you were there at all when the clock struck midnight and turned into February yeah, 1. I, and did you give him any yeah, notice that you were leaving? Because you're supposed to give 30 days notice on a month-to-month tenancy. When you have no lease, then you are by operation of law a month-to-month tenancy. And when you are a month-to-month tenancy, then you're supposed to give 30... Can we shut that phone off, whatever's ringing? No, 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 Mr. Breskel, hang up the phone. No, I'm, I'm, I didn't. Okay, wait, wait, you're asking them, can you help them? No, I meant I didn't want the phone ringing. I didn't mean go take your phone call while I sit here. Okay, all right, well, based on what I'm listening to, I am going to order you to pay rent for February, not for March, but yes, for February, and verdict for the plaintiffs in the amount of $500. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Bisco, how do you feel about that? Um, whatever. 
obviously you're going to have to go along with it. You're not too thrilled, I can tell that. But anyway, Mr. Ms. Cummings, um, let me ask you how you feel. You, you didn't get what you were seeking, but hey, you're getting a month That's rent. Fine. How about that? Yeah, it's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. And it's kind of it's kind of sad that we he's a good friend, and it's kind of sad that we're losing him as a friend. He was a family friend. He went to all the parties, so it's kind of sad. But I, I don't want to lose him. I hope I hope we can reconcile through all this because I love the guy and he's a good guy. So hopefully we can reconcile through this. Being very kind to him. Oh, good for you. All mm -hmm. right. Okay. Congratulations. You win. He should have given you notice. All right, and gotten out on time. Very good. All right, Harvey. Doug, you know, we have had so many landlord-tenant cases over the years in the People's Court, and one of the biggest issues we always have is somebody moves out and the landlord says, you didn't give me 30 days notice, and the tenant said, yes, I did, and they're going back and forth, and the judge is trying to figure out what's going on. This could be solved so simply, especially if you're the tenant. What you do is, again, we've talked about this, you document it. You send the landlord an, a text or an email acknowledging exactly when you moved out the time and the date and that will do you well do you have any funny pregnancy stories and were you ever obsessed with any particular foods during your pregnancy uh, I was not, I was obsessed with all food I gained like 50 or 60 pounds <laughs> with every pregnancy um, I really did eat a lot during my pregnancies but I remember one time like when we were pregnant we huh, using the term loosely. We were pregnant with Christy. I remember we were in the car and I said, pull over, pull over, because I had very bad morning sickness with all of them. Yeah. And I said, pull over, pull over. And you pulled over really fast and I jumped out of the car and a police officer. They were like a mile or two from our house. Not, we were right, close right. to home. We were close A to police home. officer thought it was a domestic violence situation yeah. and he pulled over and right. you're like, no, no, I, she's, look at her. And He's yeah, like was, trying to keep us apart. He's like, you stand over there. Don't go, no, don't he go didn't here. get very far because I was sitting there hurling on the side of the road because yeah. I, I really did have a lot of morning sickness I with remember, the kids. I yeah. remember. Yeah. But you soldiered on. <laughs>